What the hell is the name of this thing? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, crowd number one. Barry Horn. Right. He tried to get me in mid-shoe. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another edition of Ballsy, the Sports Day podcast. Evan Grant's laughing at the name of our, our podcast. Uh, it's so ed- it's so edgy, Kevin. Yes, it is. I'm Kevin Sherrington. That was Evan Grant, and this is... I'm, I'm the second most important Barry on this uh, podcast. Yes, you are, because we have with us today the one and only Barry Switzer. Coach, great to have you in. How are you doing today? Well, it doesn't offend me any, I promise you that. <laughs> Coach, I can't you, have it worse than that. Uh, okay. I'm sure yeah. you, Kevin, you're, how are you doing? We're doing great. We're doing great. Great to have you on. Listen, we want to talk to you a little bit about the, the what's happening at the Orange Bowl uh, with the, with Oklahoma going back there. And uh, First of all, we want to ask you, what did Oklahoma do right? What did Bob Stoops right, do right to get Oklahoma back in this position? Well, a year ago, he made some uh, tough decisions. Uh, it's, it's difficult to fire people that have been loyal to you and you've been loyal to, for, been with you for years. But uh, change is important sometimes, and loyalty could be a uh, detriment. Uh, it's, a lot of people don't understand it, but you can be loyal to a fault. And uh, But he had to suck it up and fire his offensive coordinator who had won him the national championship in 2000 as a quarterback, Josh Heupel. They had to change offenses. They had to go a different direction. And I think because of that, they are where they are today. He hired probably the best offensive coach out there. He wanted to go back to a Mike Leach style of offense. And the best protege of Mike Leach uh, was mentored by Mike Leach, was Lincoln Riley, who was at East Carolina, who uh, it was the Brawls uh, Assistant Coach of the Year, won that award, the Brawls Award. Uh, I voted for him. I saw the job that he did. And when you have a redshirt quarterback that Texas Tech, I, uh, I'll never know why they never gave him a scholarship. He started seven games at Tech as a walk-on. And they wouldn't give him a scholarship. He comes here and he might win the damn national championship for Oklahoma and, uh, as a walk-on. So, But they were smart enough to give him a scholarship. So Baker Mayfield and Lincoln Riley have made Oklahoma offense. Uh, they injected a lot of confidence, uh, excitement, enthusiasm, uh, elevated the, the belief of uh, their offensive structure and uh, and they've executed a great uh, playbook that has been very successful and uh, I think other than the aberration of the Texas game you got a great story to tell you on that uh, Kevin when you gave me the mic I just take over now, right? <laughs> you know, as long I as hope you it's st- okay that's why you got me on a podcast you want to fill up time right well it's, it's, guess, it's, right? it's, such, it's such a good guess on a good well, guess let, we let, do let, me, let me tell you this uh my son, uh, Doug Switzer, uh, was in the hospital for eight weeks in intensive care for five weeks. He was in a uh, sedated coma with West Nile virus, horrible disease, horrible oh, disease. Terrible. And uh, he uh, <clears throat> survived it. And uh, when he went in right after the Texas game, Bob Stoops came by to see him a couple times. Toby Keith's daughter was in the hospital. Toby would come by. Uh, but Doug was not aware that anybody came by to see him. There were several people came and concerned. And, well, Bob Stoops calls Doug the other day and wanted to see how to understand your home, Doug. If you're doing well, I understand from your dad that everything's going good. And, you know, wish you back to the Oklahoma family and all that. And Doug steps up and says, Coach, you know, he says, uh, when I went to the hospital, 
we'd lost Texas. The next thing I knew, we were, I woke up five weeks later we're playing for the national championship. Would you like for me to go to sleep again? <laughs> uh, of course, Pooch laughed his ass off with that one. <laughs> but uh, we all got a kick out of that. But that was Doug's humor, and uh, it's true. You go to you get beat with Texas, you're despondent. All of a sudden, you go into a coma, and you wake up five weeks later, and you're playing for the national championship. <laughs> Barry, that is a pretty good explanation for how things turned around for Oklahoma. I, yeah, it I, is. You're right. I, I, yeah. Did you foresee any of this coming after that Texas yeah, I, game? I, no, I didn't. I, I was wondering a little bit about it, and, and but I knew we were doing the right things. It takes some time. You just don't bring a new offensive coordinator in. And we have a new offensive line. First of all, our offensive line is so young. Uh, really, when you're starting the redshirt freshmen, the true freshmen on the cross the front, especially tackle, guys that are on the island out there by themselves, that's a, that's a tough position to play. But they've responded. They've gotten better. They've got great talent. And uh, they're going to really be good players. When you got uh, Orlando jo- uh, Jones, is, uh, Orlando Brown, he's hit. Orlando Brown's son playing for you, 6'9", 360, out of Georgia. That, uh, he's in the NFL Hall of Fame. He's got to have some good genes on him. I think he's going to have pretty good feet and arms. It'll let him be a great player here at left tackle. But, you know, the running back situation really is, is good at Oklahoma. They don't have great receivers. The secondary is good. Linebackers are outstanding. Front is a little above average. But uh, they play good as a unit and they play hard. And uh, offensively has made the difference as uh, Lincoln Riley and Baker Mayfield have really lit it up for Oklahoma. And Baker's numbers are outstanding. You look at him compared to all the rest of the Heisman Trophy winners the last several years. This is right there with every one of them. And uh, uh, so he that, has really made a difference. Have you ever seen or remember a, a, a quarterback transferring inside the conference and, and then turning out this well? No, I've never ha- seen that happen. You know, I I, I, I thought, uh, you know, quarterbacks usually don't when you're you're a good quarterback and you play from start for someone else. You don't ever usually end up going somewhere else. And uh that's the case here at Oklahoma, and that still baffles me what happened out at Texas Tech. But uh, anyway, it was our gain, their mistake, our gain, and Oklahoma was taking advantage of it. We got it for another year. Coach, so, uh, so it's good. Coach, you once had a quarterback from Henrietta, Oklahoma, who wanted to transfer. Did, right. did, did, did you get in? Did you make a big fuss over that, or did you just sign, no. sign the papers no, and I, let, I, let Troy Aikman go? I, 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 Troy and I. Uh, Understood. We came into an agreement. He came to me, and I didn't want him transferred. Uh, we would have won. If Troy hadn't broken his leg against Miami his sophomore year. We would have won the national championship in '85 with Troy, and Jamel would have played. But Troy was playing, and play, in the game, in the game, we he broke his leg against Miami. Had he not broke his leg, we probably would have beaten Miami. He just run forty eight yards for a touch. Can you imagine Troy Aikman running the option forty eight <laughs> no. yards for a touchdown? How, yeah. How, how long but you gotta understand you gotta understand <laughs> Troy was hundred and ninety five pounds. He ran a four six forty back then. We recruited Troy because he could run. First of all, we recruited him because he had a great arm. But uh he had thrown for a touchdown to keep Jackson. He thrown to one of the Shepherd. We're leading in the ball game. He's six out of seven passing. Uh had that touchdown call back. Would have been two scores up on uh, Miami. He breaks his leg early in the game. The first half, we inject uh, uh, Jamel Holloway. We struggle the rest of the game, and uh, they win the ball game in a close football game. We won the rest of them with Jamel. One beat uh, undefeated Penn State in the Orange Bowl for the national championship. So, you know, we would have done the same with Troy. 
But Troy knew that it would be split in time. He wanted to go somewhere he could really throw the football. And uh, uh, he had matured somewhat. I don't know if he's still dating the same girlfriend or not. His girlfriend was here at OU, so one of the reasons he came. And, but uh, he was ready to transfer, and we talked about Stanford, Arizona State, and to UCLA, and and we made that happen. You know, I, I called Jack Elway, called uh, uh, John Cooper, who had been at Tulsa. He knew who Troy was. Hell, yeah, I won right away. I actually had to talk Terry Donahue into taking him. He had to send the uh, assistant coach out here to work him out at Henry to see how talented he was. A tryout for coach. Troy Eggman. How about yeah, that? Yeah, a tryout. Well, that's an NCAA violation. What the hell? Who gives a damn? You know, he's got to do it. And so he went over his high school. And I think it. the statute and, uh, of limitations is over on that. Oh, no, I think so. And, and uh, I know assistant coach called back and told Terry, he said, we got hell, we got a guy who throw a ball like Terry, uh, Terry Bradshaw. He's got an arm like Terry Bradshaw. He throws rockets. And, uh, so they took him, and the rest was history. And Terry told me, "Men on him, one else I got. He'll take the first call. I won't have to convince him." Now, now what, and, if, uh, what if he? Had, what if Troy had said he wanted to go to Texas? Would you have given him a release to go there? Well, you've got to remember, Texas wasn't in our conference team. That's Texas, true. I was going to say Nebraska, Kevin. I was going to say Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, Nebraska might have been different, but that, he, he's smart enough not to go up and freeze his ass off. They weren't going to fall that much anymore. They were, and they were running the option a little bit too then. So yes, they you were. You know, uh, he did the right thing when I I told Terry, I said he's going to be a number one draft choice, and he'll be a number one draft choice here. And and uh, I did, you know, hell, he's not going to be the number one pick, and he was out there. Uh, Jamel Holloway was pretty good for you, too. Well, he's a great option quarterback. No, it, it, it served both of us. We, but we both did the right thing. and He, he did the right thing and it worked out for Jamel. So, not, so, so you're going back to the Orange Bowl. And uh, have you got a I – don't, I don't want to leave this too open-ended here, Barry, but do you have a favorite Orange Bowl memory? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we've um, – I got some bad ones, too. But uh, <laughs> uh, we've won a couple national championships there. But I think going there, and you know, I really thought that Heisman Trophy. You vote on the Heisman, Kevin. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. I've always advocated, just like the national championship, every game should be played before you select the national champion. Well, they finally started doing that in '64 five after Arkansas beat everybody, and they ended up Alabama losing Namath and the crew to Texas. We'd beaten Texas. They were the only game they had lost in two years. For Oklahoma. I mean. Uh, to Arkansas, and, and they, the football writers waited, gave Arkansas a national championship. Everyone, UPI, AP, UPI, and AP went uh, uh, next year to doing that. Heisman will never change because of television and ESPN, right? right. So, but, but they should because there have been two times that the Heisman Trophy winner, if they waited after bowl games, uh, the Heisman Trophy would have been a different winner. Yeah, I don't think any question about 19 uh, when uh, Vince Young played in the Orange, I mean the Rose California Bowl. Rose Bowl. Yeah. He, he he would have won the Heisman Trophy instead of Reggie Bush after that game performance out there, 400 yes. some yards, wins the game, you know himself single-handedly wins a national championship. He deserved and would have won the Heisman Trophy instead of been second. The other one is a game that's a long time ago. We were playing number two Florida State. They're 11 and 0, lead the nation in rushing against defense. Billy Sims had won the Heisman Trophy as a junior. Well, he's run a little bit behind Charles White, but most of the votes went in the last two weeks of the season. In Missouri game, he rushes 282 yards on national television. A lot of the votes are already in. The next week, most of the votes were in. 
and he goes black shirts uh, uh, are leading the nation. Nebraska is leading the nation 67 yards game. He rushes for the most yards ever in the history against the black shirts. He does 247 on them, and the first time he touched the ball, he went 70 yards for a touchdown that was called back. He would have had over 300 yards of rushing that day on national television. Then he goes to the Orange Bowl, and we put over four, uh, 400 yards on Florida State, who's leading in the na- nation in defense against Rush uh, at that time. And they're 11 and 0, and we beat them 24 to 7 with Stanley Wilson, David Overstreet, Billy Sims, J.C. Watts, and dominate the game. And Billy has 180 that night. The last three games of the season, he rushes for 708 yards with all the votes already in. Averages 330 yards of defending Heisman Trophy winner. Now, hell, he could have won it again if everybody waited till after that game. So I, I've always, you know, looked at it. It's not really a, it's an award, but it's a TV award. And I look at it, it's not truly the best player in the country. That does happen sometimes, unfortunately. We we right. want we want to get a couple things in real quick before we let you go because we know you're in in a, in a hurry and you're a busy guy. Uh, but first of all, who's going to win the national championship? Well. I'm glad they, you know, politically, uh, Bill Hancock, you know, who used to work here at OU. He was my SID at one time back yes, in the 70s. And Bill and those guys switched it around uh, to, for political reasons. You know that. They couldn't drop Clemson, but they damn sure could uh, drop OU from fourth to third to fourth to make it us play uh, Clemson right away. And hopefully we get Oklahoma-Alabama uh, matchup, which has more allure than any other game. And uh, so – uh, I don't know. We're favored. You know, the big guys out in Vegas say that we're a three and a half point favorite. And that we got to beat, we got the help beat out of us last year by him. But we do have a quarterback and a different scheme, and got some running backs now. So we've got uh, a different football team that plays with a different mental attitude, emotional attitude. So we we might could beat Clemson, which would be tough. I think Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback, and they can run on defense. So we'll we'll see. If we get past this one, we're going to have a great game against Alabama. I think be. Alabama is the most physical team in the country. They're a lot, they are a lot like us. They still win with the running. They still win with defense, the running game, full third. You know, so it's uh, they're they're old school Alabamas, and uh, it makes them damn tough to stop. It does, Coach. Now tell us about Coach's Cabana. Where y'all going to be next? <clears throat> We will be at the downstream casino doing uh, – we'll do three games from up there. Uh, we'll do the Arkansas game, we'll do the OSU game, and do the OU game from up there over about three-day period, the bowl games that they're in. So it's uh, it's growing. We did seven schools this year, and hopefully we're going to do 20-something next year. We'll be on – hopefully we were on Warner. Uh, we were on Time Warner this year in Texas and Houston, and, and we hope we're around the country in these other 20 markets on these independent TV stations and uh, – the latency issue has been solved. We have an app that cures that. So we're in real time. Uh, so we, uh, we've we got second screening where we can do color on games. You don't have to listen to someone ABC or ESPN sends from Bristol, Connecticut. You can listen to the local talent, people that played or coached there, talk about their team as in real time so you see them play. So can we come up there next year, Coach, and do the, the podcast from up there during Coach's Cabana? Yeah, you're welcome. Everybody's welcome. We'll bring the here. wings. 
Oh, I, I bring, <laughs> okay, bring the link. I got food. I have a Louise. We we have we've got good food around here. Wings, and everything. Coach, you're so new school. All that all that talk was all over my head. But I'm so glad that you understand all of that stuff that you're doing now. Well, I don't know about all that. I've got guys that understand it. You know, I got a good team around me. Well, we had but, a hard but, enough time just calling you today. So. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, you really did. I was about ready to go to my meeting. I, I know that. Now. We apologize for that. Listen, don't hold it against us. We'd love to have you back sometime. But we appreciate you coming on with us and talking a little football, especially Oklahoma football. Okay, take care, Kevin. You too, bro. All right. Thanks, Barry. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I have a question. Did you tell him oh, the only person's name he mentioned the whole time was Kevin, Kevin, Well, Kevin. I think did he, he did thought – did, did he think you were doing this by yourself? I think that he thought that when you said your little pithy comment about this, you were the second least important Barry on the broadcast, he thought you were talking that you were more important than no! him. Oh, you know, I, no. I know that, but I don't think he thought that. So he, oh, he, I insulted him. So yes. I should send him a note. So he I'll, hates I'll, you. I'll yes. send him a note. But you know but what? He didn't, he didn't even. He didn't. He didn't even know Evan was here. Well, no. l- listen. This goes back to the long relationship that Barry and I have. From when, for some reason, I was the guy chosen to go knock on his door the day that he got fired as the Cowboys head coach. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah, I was. And, and I went and knocked on the door, and somebody came to the door, and uh, it was a woman, and I said, "Is." Uh, his He's coach Switzer here, here. <laughs> and she said, "Hold on a minute." And he came to the door, and I said, uh, "Hey, coach, I'm Evan Grant from the Dallas Morning News. Uh, you have any comments? No, read the damn statement." And that was it. Uh, did he slam the door in your face? <laughs> he did slam the door in my face, and I stood there for about 15 seconds, and then I left. But I also want to say this: he also came to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation dinner two years ago. Was a speaker there? The people who paid their money. They got an hour and a half of stories is, like is, this. Is, oh, is, this is, guy is the well, most candid, most entertaining college football personality that I've been around. Did yes, he? he did but he, you're lucky because when you said I'm Evan Grant from the Dallas Morning News, did he turn to the woman and say, "Honey, have we have we paid <laughs> the, the paper, paper boy. boy is here? Have we paid for our subscription yet?" That, uh, listen, that actually that happened was, to Tim Kirkchen. That was Tim Kirkchen. He's a lot t- tinier than me and a was lot a lot tinier. younger. Yeah. And had hair, so yeah. he could have been mistaken for a paper boy. And back then, in Tim's story, uh, Tim's voice was still breaking. Back then, it's, it's still, still breaking. breaking now. <laughs> it does now. That's true. It's unbelievable, Kevin. I, 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 I want to say that I really, I thought it was good of you to ask the hard questions, like, Coach, who's going to win the national <laughs> championship? <laughs> well, the deal with Barry is, if you, he, as, as he says, once you wind him up, he just goes. Okay, so here's you're he, just I'm just a, a tour. Here was a question that him. I that I was I, I didn't do my research. Okay, in '81, did Clemson play Oklahoma for the national championship in the Orange Bowl, or did they beat Nebraska? Who did Clemson, they beat Nebraska? They beat Nebraska. Yes. So Barry did not have a matchup with Homer Jordan. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't. I don't know. It's that good thing I didn't ask head, him about comparing no, Homer Jordan to Sean Watson. <laughs> no, I don't think that's right. Yeah, you know, it, of course they they played in the Orange Bowl every other year yeah. back in those days, so it yeah. was it was a lot of stuff going on. And, and I, I do want to, you know, Barry's not a big fan. There was a big story in Men's Journal recently, and I know he's not a big fan of that story. Barry but, Switzer, you're saying. But the the, the one thing that I, I took away from that story, and I really would like to ask him at, at some point in time. You know, your your perspective on things changes over over time. And 25 years ago, we were all holier than now, and Joe Paterno was the patron saint of college football. Who, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Joe Paterno said back then he could not retire from college football because he was going to try to save it from the Barry Switzers and he Jackie Sherrills of the world. He did not want to leave college football to the Barry Switzers, and that quote and is in the Sherrills. story. Yeah. Um, and, and, and 25 years later, you look at it, and you, yeah, did Barry break just about every – "Quote unquote NCAA and, and, rule." And in we, the book. We, we learned today he broke another rule, yes, which we didn't did. know about. Yes, he did. 
But who would you have long term? Who would who would Jake Sarrington have been better trusted to? You know the thing about Barry that 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 you, it's impossible not to like him. And l- listen, I, I cover you know college football around here back in the eighties when he was still the coach at Oklahoma. The point of the matter is, this is a guy who cared about his players. Oh, absolutely. He absolutely. did not treat them like children. He cares about everybody. Treated them like human beings. Yep. Uh, pay, maybe paid for some things he shouldn't have paid for. You right. know what, According it, to the rules, there are there are some rules in the NCAA among uh, maybe highest among them has plenty of rules that need to be broken because but, the lack of compassion. And caring that's allowed. And, and, and let me offer a caveat here. You know, it was time for Barry to go. You know, everything got out of hand there at Oklahoma. That's Barry sure. Switzer. That's Barry, Barry Switzer. Switzer. Yeah. Let's, let's well, it's, well, it's time for you to go, too. Yeah. But it, listen, it was time. Things were out of control there. And there's no question about that at the we time. We didn't waste any time jumping on him for that. No, we did not. But uh, but here's the thing about him. And I once did a story on Barry when he was uh, the head coach of the Cowboys. And I, I went back to Cross at Arkansas and talked to the people he grew up with. You're the friends. only morning news writer who goes to the state of Arkansas. I know. That's true. And and I got to tell you, you know, and I, and I talked to his brother, Donnie. It's a, it's a, if you've never read Bootlegger's Boy, uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating story. And, and you know, the thing about them is that uh, Barry, most people don't realize, is he has a brother, Donnie, who is, who is a lawyer who went to Duke. He is the complete opposite of Barry. They couldn't be more disparate characters. And, and of course, they're the tragic story of their parents, which is just an unbelievable story, if you've ever heard that. Uh, his father was a bootlegger and, and did a lot of crazy things and was wild and crazy and very much like Barry. But it was also known in that community as a guy who helped out people. He, he sent a lot of, of poor black kids in Crossett, Arkansas, to college. Uh, paid for their college and, and paid for their incidentals and things. And, and was just a great guy. But he did a lot of things wrong, too. And, uh, and his mother didn't handle that well. She became an alcoholic. And Barry told me the story about when she, she killed herself and uh, came in and told him she wanted to kiss him goodnight. And he, didn't do the, he, he wouldn't do it, turned away from her. I, be, I believe what sad. he said, the, the quote that I read again in, the, in the, the story was, he said, Mother, I'd rather not see you again. Again. Then see, see you, you like this, this way. That's that's what he told her, and uh, and then he heard her go out the door, her and go out in the yard, and then she killed, shot herself, and he blamed himself for that for many years. His, his father and his brother did not tell him that she had left a, a suicide note, and so uh, he he didn't know that for many years. But as I interviewed the two of them at that time, you know, it was amazing. They were they were still talking back and forth about it. You know, forty years later, about trying to sort this whole thing out. So it's a it's a he's a tremendous personality and character to be around uh and and he's and, and i always tell people when they ask me about him he did a lot of things wrong but he treats a janitor just like he would treat a king he's a caring person yes, and and is. that that is something that i think today especially in today's sports world we see very little of that maybe that's because we're just so well, well college coaches now are, are ceos they, 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 don't, right. they don't they don't even talk to their players we're, no, le- we're no, learning they and they delegate that so the, well, you, you heard the story what he tells about what he did for Troy Aikman. You know, when yeah, Troy wants to transfer, I'm going to go find you a place. Oh, right. but he he wanted to find a place far away. He did. He, he didn't want. Well, well, he didn't want. He didn't want him in Nebraska or Texas. That was a great. Yeah, absolutely. That was, that was a great question. If that had been question. the same conference, um, <laughs> it doesn't make any doesn't difference. Matter. They play the, Texas, Texas every year. They played the Texas game was more important than the Kansas State. You can still State. block that. You can block whoever you want. Than the Kansas State game. Absolutely. Well, I don't know if you can block individual schools. You can block within the conference. I think you could block individual schools back then. It's it's up. To, it was back then. I believe it was up to the coaches. All right, know, who, who who's the next big name coach you're going to get us, Kevin? And ignore Evan and I. Get us. What, let's get my. Let's get our buddy Gene Stallings, who I've had wings with. 
You, uh, wings are a big deal. You have did, did, had did you call him salad. after? He, did you knock on ever knock on his door? No, I sat in with him at Alabama in the coach's office and ate wings while he did the coach show. <laughs> yeah, that's a great what? story. I like. You that. probably ate all the wings. Yeah, he did. Um, and, and it looks like that's going to be all we can do for today's uh, podcast on college football with Barry Switzer. We were glad he could come on. And, and, and what a great name for for a podcast with Barry Switzer, other than Ballsy. Ballsy. It's, yeah. a, it's a great name to. Is this the first official podcast with that is the name? This is the first official Ballsy podcast, which is the podcast of the Dallas Morning News. And they are all individual uh, episodes related to specific sports. Uh, Who else are we going to have this week? Well, you can can get the Delino DeShields interview online right now. The Elvis Andrus interview that we did last week is still online. And uh, a great interview about about Elvis who went through. Who did that interview? Oh, you did that interview. Great interview. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, who did you bring to the show? I'm bringing the. Uh, we have somebody uh, also this week, a, a quarterback who knows something about backup quarterbacks. We're going to have Babe Loffenberg, and uh, I it would invite people to listen to Babe Loffenberg talking about Kellen Moore. Yes. All right. Well, that will do it for this edition of Ballsy. That was disgusting.